This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. You know, people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. It's a Thursday, which means it's time for another episode of the Fenway Rundown this week. We did an episode earlier uh, in the week. We've got another one coming up for you Friday and one we're excited about today because we will be speaking with Red Sox top prospect Roman Anthony, uh, outfielder who um, is considered one of the top two prospects one way or the other in the Red Sox organization, making his way up a lot of national lists from Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, The Athletic. Everyone's got him as a top 25 or top 30 prospect, and many have him as the number one prospect in the Red Sox organization. So Chris Cotillo is off for a little bit. He'll be rejoining me in Fort Myers when we're both down there next week for the start of spring training. Uh, But I'm solo today with the help of Roman Anthony and just wanted to remind you that you have an opportunity to join the uh, Red Sox Insider Text Program and be able to text with myself, Chris Cotillo, Chris Smith, offer your questions and comments, provide us with some questions when we do mailbag editions of the Fenway Rundown. And to do that, all you have to do is text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257. That's 617-751-6257. Then click on the word link and you get a free 14-day trial period after which it is $4.99 a month so join us here and come back and listen to the podcast and for now we now have Roman Anthony as we mentioned we're thrilled to have with us as a guest on Fenway Rundown this week Roman Anthony Red Sox outfielder and minor league prospect uh, shooting to the top of the prospect charts at this time of year when everyone is coming out with their lists. Roman, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Glad sure. to be here. I'm in, uh, down it's in Fort Myers, so, um, you know, it's officially started. Yeah, yeah. Seems really close now, which is good for everybody. A little warm weather and some baseball is always welcome. Um, oh, you're yeah. in... Fort Myers, uh, as you noted, um, this will be your second spring training. Um, wondering what you learned from that first one and what your, maybe how things have changed internally for you and how you approach it this time around now that, that you're about to embark on your second spring training. Yeah. So, um, you know, I learned a ton last spring training. Uh, I think last year as a whole, I learned so much, but I think it started with spring training, right? Just being uh, being surrounded by, you know, the big league guys, um, you know, guys from all different levels who have tons of experience, uh, all the coordinators being there at once. It's it's awesome. It really is. It's a, it's a huge learning experience. So uh, for me this year, it's just more of like, uh, I know what to expect, you know, after having a year under my belt. And just knew what I wanted to do going into it. So now that I'm here, uh, you know, I got a good thing going, got a good plan. But, you know, the plan is obviously to still continue to learn um, and learn from the guys around me. And obviously this time around, I'll be with a a different group, a different group of guys. So uh, but just being surrounded by everyone's here, it's it's really great. It's uh, it's really fun time. 
but let's work backwards a little and tell us if you would a little bit about your winter we we know that um you know baseball does not begin in february and end in october it's become a year-round thing in terms of training and preparation and strengthening um tell us how you spent your winter and and how that prepares you for spring training yeah. Um, for me, like generally I've been a guy from Florida. I've never really taken a whole, you know, a whole lot of time off because obviously baseball is year round in Florida. So I'm blessed, you know, in that aspect. But for me, um, last year being my first, my first off season, um, I really wanted to go into it with a plan and I moved around a little bit. I spent a lot of time in Oklahoma, um, spent some time down where I live. I'm right near Cressy, which is great, which is, you know, has a bunch of guys down there, uh, a lot of big leaguers down there. And, just a ton of eyes and a ton of experience down there. So for me, it was just big moving around. And uh, I, I really did the same thing again this year, spent some time in Oklahoma, spent a lot of time at home, got to go to Boston a little bit. So I think for me, just moving around and being with different guys and, and, you know, regardless of where I'm at, trying to make it a competitive environment, it's that's to me is the biggest thing, you know, having guys there with you and competing in the off season. And, and so that way, by the time spring training rolls around, nothing really changes. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I moved around a lot, um, you know, went to a lot of different spots and trained with, you know, some great, some great players. Um, and, you know, I think I had a, had a great off season again, so I'm really excited for the year. I'm going to ask you the same thing that I asked when we spoke briefly at Fenway last month, when you were there for the rookie program to, to have gone from a second round pick. And I realized that you got sort of first round money and that second round doesn't really accurately reflect how the Red Sox uh, viewed you. You were more of a first round talent, but to go from a second round pick in about a year and a half to seeing yourself as either the first or second name on the list of Red Sox prospects, uh, when the top 100 prospects come out from Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, The Athletic, you're in the top 20, the top 30. Um, d- does it feel a little overwhelming when you look back on how far you have already come in the last year and a half since being drafted? Um, honestly, no. To me, it was, you know, this is obviously something I always envisioned, um, you know, even as a high schooler, you know, even when I was not in high school and when I was a young kid, this was, this has always been the vision um, and the goal one way or another. And, uh, you know, the goal is obviously to get to the big leagues, you know, as fast as I can and and to develop and help, help the team win. But no, it really wasn't too much of a surprise for me. I think, uh, you know, I work, you know, really hard uh, in the off seasons and even during the season. Um, And, you know, I've learned so much and and taken that stuff in and, you know, used it to my advantage and uh, leaned on the guys around me so much. I think, you know, all that, that comes with, it's nice to get rewarded, but for me, it was just, I don't really pay too much attention to that stuff. Obviously there's a lot of them coming out at once and they, you know, they update them pretty frequently. So for me, it's just, you know, like I said, the end goal stays the same and, you know, I just try to work my tail off every day. And, um, but, you know, again, it is nice obviously to, to be rewarded and for people to, you know, see that the, obviously the work you put in is, is, you know, um, it's, you know, coming out. Do, do you have to work a little bit to block some of that stuff out? You probably get, you know, Baseball America's list comes out. You probably get texts from high school friends and friends saying, hey, you know, they have you at number 21. They have you at number whatever. Um, do, do you have to actively work to tune a little bit of that out so that you don't get ahead of yourself? Yeah, honestly, I I, I don't try to avoid it. Obviously, I know it's it's 
something that you're going to see regardless, but I, I don't really spend a whole lot of time on social media to mm -hmm. be completely honest. Um, especially during the year, I just can, I really try to do my own thing and, and, you know, the goal is to just show up to the field and, and get better every day. And I love playing baseball more than anything else. So I'm not really worried about any of that um, regardless of where I am. Uh, it doesn't really affect me and I'm not really bothered by it. And, you know, like you said, people are going to shoot me texts and, congratulate me here and there but um other than that i don't really like i don't really look at them in depth and don't really pay too much attention to it but again it's nice it's nice to see when you know you get rewarded for having a good year or whatever it may be sure uh you, you talked about moving around a little bit this winter and mentioned some trips to new england um let, let's talk first about that rookie program that you took part in that got you in and around Boston for a few days, got you exposed to a little bit of snow and cold weather um, and got you, I think a little bit of taste of what it's like to, you know, to, to be on the cusp of, uh, of, of a big league career. What was that experience like in Boston for the five or six days that you were there uh, doing some community outreach uh, working out, being in the clubhouse at Fenway where you hope to be someday. What was that whole experience like for you? Yeah, it's awesome. I always say it, but it gets better every time and it feels more real every time I go. Um, it's, it's a really great place. And, you know, just from being there alone, um, you know, without even having to go to a Red Sox game or go to a game, you can see how much like the fans are into sports there and are into the teams and invested into the teams, which is awesome. Um, just knowing that like one day I'm going to be able to play in front of, you know, fans like that. It's, it's super motivating and it just excites you and makes you want to get there that much quicker. But um, other than that, you know, it was an awesome week. It was great getting to, uh, you know, getting to use the facilities there at Fenway and, um, you know, work out there in Boston for the first time really. And, you know, hitting the, hitting the cage and um, go see a Celtics game and a Bruins game and then work with the community and work with the kids, um, things like that, going to the children's hospital. Uh, it was just an awesome experience. And then obviously at the end of the weekend, uh, winter weekend was a great time as well. Um, never really been to, to Springfield. Um, so just getting to see new places and, and be around, you know, the fans and see the culture of it, you know, firsthand is super exciting and super motivating. You're kind of grouped in, I think, with Marcelo Meyer and Kyle Teal as as probably the consensus top three prospects in the organization. And there there seems to be kind of a kinship there, a little brotherhood. You guys have, you know, within a year or so all taken in the, uh, you know, taken one after another, uh, come up through the system a little bit briefly, all teammates in Portland at the end of last year, even though Marcelo was sidelined. Um, what's that relationship like that's been built specifically the three of you? Yeah, it's awesome. Marcelo's in the other room. Um, so we're living together right now. Uh, and then we're going after this shortly, we're going to go hang out and probably play some pickleball or get some dinner with Teal and some of the other guys. But I think just um, things like that, like just being so close off the field and just being, you know, brothers off the field and, and hanging out and, and doing things together. Um, you know, it makes it, it makes it that much easier when you're on the field playing with guys that, you know, you trust and have built such a great relationship with. Um, it's super motivating. It makes us even want to win, like just in, in, in Portland alone. Like it's just, We've talked about it like it's 
like why not win now and, and start that, you know, so that way when we get there, it's just, you know, it's nothing, nothing really changes, but it's, it's awesome. Like when you have people in an organization and this goes for all the guys really in the organization, but I know we're speaking about them uh, in particular, but I think we're all just so close. Like right now um, everyone's not here, but there's just, there's a group of guys in the locker room that are here now, including Marcelo, Teal and, you know, whoever it may be. And we're all just so close. We sit around after we talk in the locker room. Um, you know, we do everything together. We run together. Everything we do is really together and it's in a competitive environment. And, uh, you know, we're all kind of rooting for each other and trying to help each other get better every day and, and building off each other. Um, but no, it's awesome. Like just getting to do things with those guys and, and hang out with those guys and build such great relationships with all the guys in the locker room. It's, Again, it makes it a lot easier and a lot more, you know, uh, enjoying to come to the field and then play together. Uh, of the three of you, you and Marcelo were drafted out of high school, Kyle out of college. But does it feel almost like you guys are sort of like you would be college teammates moving, you know, from freshman to sophomore to junior, just as you're moving up? the different levels and the affiliates that you're, you know, that you're kind of moving together as a group and that there is that, that togetherness there that you would feel as college teammates. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, I think, um, you know, sometimes in the minor leagues, it, like the idea, the idea of winning can get lost here and there because it's so, you know, player oriented and based on development. And, you know, sometimes it can be like every man for themselves, but I think, like you just mentioned, you know, obviously in college, it's all about winning. So I think it's, it really is. It's almost like a college atmosphere moving along together. Um, and it feels like we're just a bunch of college teammates because we want to win regardless of where we're at. Um, you know, regardless of the affiliate, it doesn't really matter. We, we all just, I think we're all so competitive and we push each other and, and, you know, constantly want, you know, hold each other accountable and, and want to win wherever we're at. So again, it just makes it, it makes it fun. It makes it really fun to take the field with guys like that, that, you know, have your back. Um, and, you know, knowing that one day we could do it for, you know, the city and, and these fans together, it's, it's super motivating. And I think we all are on the same page with it. Drafted in the summer of 22. So last year was your first full year of pro ball. You start out at low a Salem, and, um, you know, if you were to look strictly at the numbers, it might be said for 40 or so games that you struggled a little bit. You hit 228. Uh, the Red Sox obviously looked under the hood at some of the secondary and tertiary numbers and decided that wasn't really a reflection of how well you'd been hitting the ball. But did, did that seem like the first time that you had struggled in the game those first couple of months at low A last year? Um, honestly, I, I didn't really even, I wasn't really paying attention to the numbers too much. I've never been a super numbers oriented guy and don't really try to dive into it a whole lot. Um, because in the end of the day, I just like to go out there and compete and play baseball. But, um, for me, no, I really didn't. I, I honestly, it was an adjustment, you know, starting my first full year. Uh, there's a lot of adjustments to be made, a lot of maturing to do. Um, but for me, no, I really just felt like, um, you know, I did what I, I came in every day with, with a plan and a process and um, executed that, you know, before the game and whether it was Pepe, the hitting guy down in, in Salem, um, you know, coming in with the same routine every day and just trusting it and knowing that, you know, the work that we put in is, is soon going to, 
show on the field. And yeah, at times, you know, when you're doing everything right and you feel like you're doing everything right and you're controlling the zone well and you're drawing your walks and you don't really get the results you wanted. Yeah. It can be frustrating, but uh, I just knew that it was a long year and uh, kept, you know, an, an open mind to everything that our hitting coordinators and, and coaches, whoever it may be um, what they had to say and, and what they saw and what could help me going forward. And, but just stuck to my routine and my plan every day. And uh, I think obviously it showed once I, once I got sent to Greenville and everything, you know, kind of aligned the way it did. Um, but to me, you know, I was never really down. I was never really worried about anything. I knew it was my first full year. And and like I said, like I've mentioned before, I was coming into it just trying to learn as much as I can, regardless of the outcome, regardless of the result, results. I wasn't trying to be result oriented. I was just trying to go in and, and you know, keep an open mind and, and learn as much as I can from the guys around who had experience more than I did and uh, leaning on, leaning on my teammates at the time, wherever I was. And just the main thing was just having fun. I knew it was my first full year. I just wanted to have fun and, and experience it and go to all these new different places that we don't really get to go to in high school or play in front of as many people as we did. Um, so for me, it was just more about taking it in and enjoying the experience. And then, you know, obviously it, it clicked at one point, but it was just a really fun year. Yeah. I mean, it certainly clicked at Greenville where you hit the cover off the ball and that earned eventually a promotion to double a Portland for the final uh, portion of the season. It, it, it said that double a is kind of, you know, maybe that first separator of pro ball, that there's a significant jump, even from high a to double a where you're starting to pare down. You're getting guys that are real prospects that aren't just org organizational guys. Did it feel like that Greenville to Portland jump was the biggest one that you had taken so far? Um, yes and no. I felt like the first transition to Greenville from Salem was like this new locker room experience. And, um, you know, it can be tough. Sometimes you get really comfortable with a locker room and a group of guys and then they tell you the next day that you're leaving as soon as you start to get comfortable. But uh, I knew it's I knew it was part of it. And, um, you know, our organization has regardless of the level, all the guys that I've met have been so great and so helpful. Um, and that goes with the coordinators and the managers, whoever it may be. So stuff like that makes it, makes it easier and, and, and slows the game down when we have guys preparing us well. But I think double uh, A was the first, the first spot where um, guys were a lot older. And I noticed that obviously being 19 and playing against guys who had time in the big leagues or um, guys that are a lot older than I am. Uh, that was the one thing I noticed, but um, just knowing that it's the same game, in the end of the day, it's, it's still baseball and, um, you know, it's the same game I was playing in high school, just keeping that in mind. And yeah, the game might move a little quicker and the guys might be a little bigger, throw a little harder, but um, I felt like I adjusted very well to all of it. And, uh, you know, like I said, again, it makes it a lot easier when you have guys in the clubhouse that are, you know, got your back and wherever you are. And um, again, it starts in spring training. It started in spring training for me last year, just getting to meet all the guys and, creating a bond with some of the guys so that as I moved along the levels, it made it easier, you know, seeing familiar faces and uh, playing with those guys and, and just having fun with those guys. And then moving up with guys like Teal um, and going into it together, you know, things like that make it a lot more fun. Um, so honestly, to me, it wasn't anything drastic. It was just more of like adjusting as it went on um, and learning as, as the year developed.
you, you mentioned high school and you played for a pretty famous high school, Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, which has a, a number of major league alumni there. Um, famously, Anthony Rizzo, former Cub, now uh, Yankee, is a graduate and fellow alum, Jesus Lazardo with the Marlins. Uh, much contact with either of those guys Roman in uh in your time or any interaction with them that may have helped you along the way? Yeah. Um Rizzo came back here and there. Uh, I didn't really know him too much. Um our high school coach, who I've played for forever, Todd Fitzgerald, I give him so much credit for so much of the success I've had. And uh, I probably wouldn't be here without him. But um he was actually at american heritage which is a big school and tristan went there and guys right. have gone there too he coached there for a while and he had guys like eric hosmer who i'm pretty close with and i've talked to a bunch and then um not as much rizzo i've met him a couple times he's a great guy um and i know his family uh his his cousin goes there and it goes there now actually and plays and was a freshman when i was there so i've gotten to meet the family a little bit and then jesus i know jesus very well uh, I've gone to some of his camps that he holds and he's an awesome guy, but I think just being around those guys, picking their brain, like Jesus goes to Cresty right where I live and go in the off season. So getting to see him and talk with him um, and just, you know, taking whatever I can info wise away from those guys and talk to Hosmer a lot leading up to leading up to the draft. And he helped me a lot in high school. Um, so just having guys like that, that you can call and talk to and ask for advice and see, you know, what they've learned and uh, what they went through their first year and what to expect and just asking questions and picking their brain. It's uh, it's super helpful. And then, you know, obviously going out to Oklahoma and training with Matt holiday and Jackson and those guys a lot and getting super close with those guys, getting to pick, you know, people like Matt's brain and, and talk with him. It, it makes it easier and it makes it a lot. Um, you know, you gain so much knowledge from those guys who have played for, you know, so long uh, they've been around the game forever. So they give you know obviously super helpful info as you as you go along you know into into your career um we, you know we've we focused on your offensive game a little bit and the numbers which have been terrific particularly uh from high a and double a but defensively we, where, where do you think you are there's there seems to be maybe a little bit of a split between evaluators about whether uh, you might stay in center or end up playing the corners. How do you look at your growth as a defender and where do you think you fit long-term? Yeah. Um, I played mostly center last year. I played a little bit of right. Didn't really play much left, um, but I've moved around my whole life in the outfield um, playing right, left hand center. Uh, I think I have a good amount of experience in, in all three, especially center and right. Um but yeah, I mean, right now, being young, um, the goal is just every offseason and every day to try and get faster and, and get better reads and become a better outfielder. So that regardless of where I am, um, you know, obviously trying to stay in center field as long as I can. But, you know, if the time comes where, um, you know, I, I go to Fenway and they need somebody in right or left, obviously that'd be that'd be a great problem to have. So. Well, anyway, I can help the team, you know, I'll be ready, but I think just moving around a little bit, you know, over the course of the last couple of years and what, whether it was in high school or last year playing some right moving around, I think that's super valuable, but uh, just, you know, in the off season trying to be an athlete as much as I can and, and trying to get faster and stronger so that wherever I am, you know, I'll be ready um, to help the team. Your, your second 
uh, pro spring training coming up. Uh, it seems like you're probably going to open up in Portland again. Nobody would be surprised if you got to Worcester by uh, the middle of the season. And who knows what happens when rosters expand or later in the year, uh, a major league debut, I guess, can't be ruled out for you this season. Um, th- does it feel close there? Does it feel right in front of you now as you start this year? Yeah, it does. Um, obviously, being down here at spring training, you know, it's 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 go time. So being being here, um, it's super motivating. Again, just like I was in Boston not too long ago, um, getting to experience what it's like being up there now that I've reached double A and that I'm closer to it. Um, it feels a lot more real, right, as you move up. Um, so for me, it's just super exciting. Um, I don't really look too deep into any of it. I don't really put any expectations on myself and tell myself that I have to be anywhere. For me, it's just about showing up every day and wherever I am, helping that team, helping that affiliate win. And then when the time comes, um, you know, obviously I have great trust in the org that they'll, when the time comes, you know, they'll, they'll give me the go, but uh, I'll be ready and I'm excited for it. Well, a lot of people up here are too, Roman, and we want to thank you for taking some time to appear with us on Fenway Rundown this week. And um, we'll see you next week in Fort Myers. Sounds good. Thanks. It was great talking to you. Appreciate it, Roman. We want to thank Red Sox prospect Roman Anthony for joining us on today's Fenway Rundown. Chris Cotillo will rejoin me early next week and we'll be recording a few weeks of podcasts from Fort Myers, home of Red Sox spring training, of course to keep up with all the spring training news and then into the season throughout the year, join the Red Sox Insider Text Program. All you need to do is text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257. Again, 617-751-6257. It's an opportunity to be able to communicate with all three of us on staff, myself, Chris Smith, and Chris Cotillo, to offer trade suggestions, scenarios, react to Red Sox news, and get that Red Sox news first from the Red Sox Insider Text Program. Free for 14 days, $4.99 thereafter. We think you'll enjoy it. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.